0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship Take one Do you want anything from the shop? Chocolates.
1: It doesn't say anything about a ice, does it? Hello and welcome to The Spool Podcast I'm Nigel Wheatley and he's Pork McHill Pork, how are
0: things? Good, yeah uh, a slow film month but also massive in that we both returned to the cinema so very exciting times
1: exactly so yeah it's taken us about six weeks since we last did one of these but we've finally gotten back to the cinema and today's episode is mostly going to be a big giant discussion on Christopher Nolan's Tenet and whether it was worth the big wait Um, and then after that we'll just dig through some of the other releases and news that have shown up um, on on on-demand platforms Um, so I guess Without further ado, Port, the film that we've been kind of waiting on since, you know, a yeah, of summer th- that dragged us back into the cinema. Yeah,
0: a lot of false starts, kind of it's coming out. Even like, you know, we knew with COVID everything was getting pushed. And then it was like, Okay, Tenant's coming out now. No, it's not. Oh, it's coming out. And then I was kind of surprised it was gonna come out at all this year.
1: Yeah. So we got we got to see it on um last few days of August, a uh European release. Um it is for anyone who doesn't know, it's Christopher Nolan's latest film. Um, which he wrote and directed, um, it stars John David Washington as a spy dubbed the protagonist. Um, it's kind of worth reading the official blurb just. Yeah, to see I didn't
0: realize anything. he was called the protagonist. He references it at a couple of times during the film, and I was like, oh, okay. And then subsequently after it was just like, oh, it's one of those like we don't actually know his name.
1: It's one of those John Le Carre, uh, James Bondy nods. Uh, so mm. the, here's the official blurb that I that I found. So as he takes on his latest mission, he has one word tenet and fighting for the survival of the entire world the protagonist journeys through a twilight world of international espionage on a mission that will unfold in something beyond real time not time travel inversion so why isn't it just called inversion
0: yeah do you think question. if you had tinnitus it'd be tough watching intent. i find the film my first like observation of going back to the cinema for the first time in six months was it's really bloody loud and I don't know if it was this film or it's the fact that like I haven't had like massive surround sound for six months, but I was just like Jesus Christ. Uh, this
1: is a particularly loud film. Um, yeah. So what we what we see here is John David Washington's protagonist. Uh, he's trying to save the world. He's got his partner, uh, kind of playing the Felix Leiter role from James Bond films. Uh, the Robert Pattinson's character, just called Neil. Um, and what's going wrong is this. I don't know, scientific behaviour, known as inversion, where things are travelling backwards. So it's not necessarily time, but it's objects. So um, the man who seems to have gotten his head around all this madness the most is the Russian oligarch Andrei Sator, uh, who is played with wonderfully horrible, almost scenery-chewing aplomb by Kenneth Branagh. And then um, Elizabeth de plays his sort of separated estranged wife, Kat. Um, who, you know, who we sort of see saw um, do a similar thing in The Night Manager. Did you watch that BBC?
0: And she was in Widows as well, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's playing Princess Dana, I think, in The Crown.
0: Oh, fantastic. I, I momentarily right. thought that she was Princess and from The Crown, but then I wasn't, I was getting mixed up. She was in The, the Rock and Jason Statham film. Okay. Spin-off, Hobson Shaw. Hobson Shaw, okay. Yeah. Um, and then We're big Crown fans here. The last,
1: cool. yeah, a few other big names land in there. Michael Caine plays about two scenes in a restaurant, just because Caine mm. And Aaron Taylor, Taylor Johnson. Johnson. He's so really beefed up, hasn't I he? I didn't recognise him. And I was like, I know that actor. Is that the guy, uh, Ralph Little? No, it's not Ralph Little. Who is it? It's some English actor who's been kind of mm. pumped up a bit and plays a kind of military general. You're so, kind of
0: like, was Tom Hardy not available? He, yeah it's just like can you make him look a bit like Tom Hardy
1: Yeah so we're starting at the beginning we were talking about this for a couple of weeks when we no, when <laughs> when tickets were announced as this is the day and then one by one the cinemas in Ireland kind of announced this is the release plan I uh, originally thought I'd go to the lighthouse to see it and then I thought ah no go big or go home as they say and I picked the Cineworld... world IMAX screen to see it in uh, where did you go did you go
0: there yeah no I went to the lighthouse to see it on a 35mm print and um, yeah really good I'm being a projector social uh, distancing the lighthouse couldn't fault it um, everything is laid out the row in front of you is killed no people the row behind you is killed so no people and then nobody can sit closer than like two seats beside you um, everyone wears their mask and then you take it off during the film if you want if you have food and stuff like that and uh assigned seat and so yeah like it worked brilliantly you kind of did feel like you were by yourself um. so couldn't it's brilliant isn't yeah, it? in yeah loads it's of ways. really really good but
1: how are they making in any way approaching a profit
0: yeah i had a quick look at the box office though, and it seems to be doing pretty good like for, got 50 million uh, mm, just and there were european release i so. think they were hoping for 40 would have been they would have been happy so and like I think it is going to benefit Like we'll talk about the film But I think I probably will go see it again I was going to do a mad thing Where like maybe I'll go see it in IMAX And then I'll also go see it in 70mm Because the IFI is doing a 70 mil screening
1: So you'll have seen it in three formats None maybe. of which can be experienced at home yeah. And then you'll watch it at home eventually I
0: wonder will you actually go deaf though Watching it in 70 mil? Like that's always the thing with the IFI When it's in 70 mil That it's the loudest thing in the world yeah, And it's already they, loud
1: If they If they crank it up Yeah I yeah. mean for me it was just very exciting to, go to a film get the Did Cineworld get a
0: full facelift?
1: Uh, no. The ground floor in Cineworld Dublin has been completely transformed to feel like you're in a quasar um kind of holding area. They've gotten rid of all the counters. It's only a couple of digital um kioski things. Yeah. Um and yes, which is pretty cool. And then there's no other humans. There's one security man and one guy at the bottom of the escalator. So they've sort of set you up in a way that you, you it's very much DIY. Um, so,
0: But I suppose the the light or the IMAX screen in Cineworld is their newest kind of screen. So maybe if you had to enter another one, you might have noticed a face. Yeah,
1: possibly they already have done. Yeah, you're right, actually. So they could have done other stuff. It feels incredibly empty. Mm. Um, my, um, myself and our uh, former producer, Colin, uh, we were there on our special date night. Uh, Friday night, date night. And the place is nearly abandoned. Like, it feels mm. really weird. You're like, this is a Friday night, summer blockbuster, and you look around at certain points and there's no one there. So the just the capacity is so, so low. But our IMAX screen wasn't sold out, I don't think. Like, um, we sat in, you know, we were able to spread out even more than we wanted. Yeah, we there is a weird
0: thing when the film starts, when you're like, because there was people beside us on the row. And when there were so many dead seats in front, you were kind of like, if we want to, can we just, like, get up and sit in the front? I don't know. I felt a bit bound by the seats, but, um, yeah, no, a really good experience, so we'll definitely kind of go back. Yeah, and then,
1: obviously, the fact that someone like Christopher Nolan, who, when you go back through his... um, his, uh, Canon. F- filmography, yeah, uh, you've probably seen, any film fan has probably seen all of his feature films, um, or certainly from the last 20 years they're all just big benchmarks in there and and people probably remember where they were when they saw them and where they were when they were disappointed by them because that's probably one of the things with them that he kind of can piss people off like interstellar
0: um, Mm, inception stuff like that yeah i don't think there was many detractors from the batman films maybe the last one that it was a bit
1: yeah a little bit bloated bloated. and then in hindsight people have picked apart the dark knight a little bit um that not the masterpiece of cinema it is and the editing a bit bonkers. Anyway, we're not going to go there just yet. Um, so for me, the thing that does stand out and that will be memorable is some of the big action set pieces. So uh, they... I didn't know about this thing that they have in airports. Uh, the the port... What do
0: they call them? No, free ports. Yeah, free I'd never ports. heard of that before. So, is it a thing, though?
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, everything is based... We saw It was on the big screen, so it must be... So this... Um, is of course where uh you can just hold items for a while and before out of any country so a bit
0: like the tom so kind of, film where yeah. he lives in an airport
1: and, and you don't have to pay any funding. tax
0: on it because if you brought it into a country it's liable for tax but if you technically keep it in this area i think it's switzerland isn't it it's the it's uh
1: and oslo norway yeah, yeah.
0: So they kind of do it there and you can kind of go a yeah. bit of a grim place to go and look at your yeah, so priceless art collection.
1: A bit grim, exactly. Although they have it classy enough. and um, Without getting into any spoilers just yet, we will. Um, They crashed a big... You know, this isn't a spoiler because I think it's in some of the trailers. And, but they crash a giant 747 into the freeport in order to trigger all these security things. Um, and that is pretty amazing how all that's That's
0: cool. In. And I kind of love the fact when you're watching it, you're being like Christopher Nolan totally just crashed an airplane into that, the side of that building. Yeah,
1: this has... Uh, there was a lot of stories about the effects and the lack of effects in this film so 300 effects shots in it which is actually one of the lowest in any of his recent films so um a film like avengers has nearly 3000 um visual effects things in it so he does tries to do everything in camera um which is fun um, but, yeah, and then there's another scene later uh, where they're kind of hi- trying to hijack a fire engine. And, yeah, these things, you're like, ah, this is action cinema. This is why you need to go and see these things on the big screen. Um, and then, obviously, at the end, there's a big set piece. So um, I think
0: one of my favourite action pieces was the one of the very early ones where they storm a building doing the bungee thing. Uh,
1: yeah. In, I was like, in, that is
0: just really slick. And it's really, you know... Simple, but I was just like, oh, this is really cool. And the way they get away, I was just like, oh, this is brilliant. Um, Really like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so, so there we go. It, it also, throughout the film, you the, the ingredients for this are a bit weird because in between these big action sequences, we just cut to a scene of the protagonist having dinner with someone um, and then cut a second later where he's been told, go and have dinner, meet this guy. And he's just in a different city, in a different part of the world. You're not really sure how much time has passed or how he got there. I mean, we don't need to have everything shown, but it's very much exposition, mm. explainer, exposition, explainer. Then some kind of confusing thing where you're like wait now what just happened and i actually didn't even hear it because once again the sound mix in this is really bad i don't understand people wear yeah, masks in it yeah. which is very timely for our pandemic powered yeah. times i only only but, picked up
0: that for some of the dialogue but it, it seems intentional like that it wasn't the fault of the projectors no, or whatever no
1: no no this this is a thing you go on yeah. reddit and you read about it uh we saw a obviously with Bane back in uh, the Dark Knight Rises and then uh, in Dunkirk a lot of mumbling and mm. muffled sort of stuff so I don't know what's wrong or what's so right about Christopher Nolan's hearing that he doesn't want us to hear everything mm. but I don't know you don't need to to see everything so I no. suppose to dip in then we'll talk spoilers for maybe 5-10 minutes so mm-hmm. if you um, haven't seen the film you think you're going to see it shoot ahead about 10 minutes and uh Right, so did it all add up? Did you like it when you
0: were... To me, at its core, and like, this isn't, you know, a hot take or anything, because people have said it's very much like a Bond film. So kind of taking out all the, you know, uh, bells and whistles, it's that... Which is mainly
1: that you see time travelling backwards and people walking backwards while people are walking forwards.
0: So it's kind of like, it is a Bond film in that there's a bad guy, Kenneth Branagh, who wants to destroy the world... Um, Because it turns out he's got, because for ages I was like, why does he want to do this? Like, who cares? And then it's quite simple in that he's got pancreatic cancer and he's like, I'm just going to destroy the world whenever I die. So he's got this, uh, his doomsday device, which is this machine that was made by scientists in the future.
1: Called an algorithm, which yeah. is very confusing because an algorithm isn't a physical object. No. They could have called it like the, you know, Tesseract or something from yeah, the And it's a really
0: films. daft looking thing that was made in the future. Like it looks like something from a bad sci-fi film in the 80s. Yeah, but and, it has nine parts. So. And then it's up to... Uh, the protagonist and Robert Pattinson yeah. to kind of club together and stop him from, you know, destroying the entire world, which is cool. And then you kind of throw in the other elements whereby they can travel into the future and the past.
1: And they also want to save the girl. The, the thing which is a certain layer that they you wonder, was it really properly thought out where Elizabeth to character is this kind of. I don't know. Like she's, she's not a very empowered character. Is no. she like her her main function is to be a bit sad that she doesn't get to see her son um very much and she's been kept back from him and And
0: she's she now she's definitely more, more developed than a bonger and stuff like that, but I, I don't know if I fully buy that um the protagonist kind of falls for her so quickly and is just like the whole film resolves around her not being kind of killed or Like, he uses her kind of as a, you know, he's like the knight in shining armor. She's like, you know, Kenneth Branagh, you've done enough to her and I'm going to step in and and save her. Yeah, yeah. but she's such a linchpin then towards the end. But I'm kind of like, if he was, like, would he really care that much about this person? That all just seemed to happen a bit quickly. And I was a bit like, "Eh."
1: yeah. um, Yeah, I was genuinely bored at some points in it. And then incredibly exhilarated by the whole thing so Mm. that's probably what most people are saying and the reviews have been yeah all over the place all all over
0: the place i kind of it is two and a half hours long and it kind of didn't drag for me i felt it kind of trundles along at a nice pace and then they throw in certain nods to be like oh well this is kind of what's happening but you know the, the the female q when he when she shows him all the technology She's like, um, I don't really. You don't need to worry about understanding this. Just feel it, kind of. You know. So you're kind of like, mm, all right, okay. That's like a nod to the critics or something. To be like, look, just go along with the don't ride. It too much. Yeah, and you know, I'd say, like, I, I think I definitely will go and see it again because it was great being back to the cinema, and there's nothing else out. Really, like, I don't want to go see that Russell Crowe. Yeah, film. unhinged. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's seen it. Um, so I think it probably will gain maybe from multiple viewings, and I think your humour will impact massively. Like, I don't know if this is almost getting like, uh, the premier, something, seeing something at a film festival with all the cast at it, one star bump kind of, because it's so long since we've seen a brand spanking new film in the cinema. We were just like delighted Novelty. to see something. Yeah, yeah. So I did yeah. wonder
1: that from Peter Bradshaw reviewed it in the guardian. He was just saying, this is what cinema is all about. Um, so like, yeah. is he reviewing? The, <laughs> yeah. The, you know, every, give it three months and
0: kind of watch it again, or...
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right, though. I would like to see it in another in another format or in a different cinema to see how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I landed on, I think, three and a half stars. Yeah, I, I think I'd
0: be the same, and I could be possibly persuade persuaded to four. I don't think it's five stars because, like, I don't think there's any real emotional engagement on kind of any level. Like, you don't really... You know, what I actually was really happy about is that no, the, even the way we're they still deliver the dialogue the
1: like, there's no real yeah there's very cold the music
0: kind is fantastic is fantastic in it i think there's the nice kind of that the music going on that the of works well that kind of works well that it but i was really glad that Robert Pattinson didn't that robert there's a not of when there's a red of the there's at red and the team you're that the led you believe that the led to is that the blue team is all the to team. or the red team, I don't know. And I was like, "Oh no, Robert Pattinson's going to die!" But then it turns out he's kind of a linchpin, and there's lots of stuff you can kind of because you know it's a time travel film. Like the bit in the airport the first time around, it was very obvious that you were like, "All oh, right, well that's just the two of them coming back from the future and now they've met themselves," and then that kind of turns out partly to be true the bit in the oslo freeport yeah. when they're fighting yeah i didn't
1: get it initially but i was like oh well obviously like there's a shot left in that where robert mm. patterson kind of comes around the corner and effectively goes
0: oh yeah and, and the it, bit it's in quite obvious i thought at the opera at the start with the person in the bag kind of a bit after that i was like oh is that your is that the protagonist again but it turns out that's robert patterson you know, and so if you do go and see it, well, hope like we've spoiled so much of it now. But you know, if you're kind of watching it, there's definite subtle hints in a lot of the direction to be like you need to pay attention to this. You know, because it, this becomes important at a later date.
1: Yeah, her diving off the 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 boat, we
0: tag on the bags and kind of stuff like that. You know, um, I don't have her name to hand, but um, the um. What's the name of the character Judy Dench plays in Bond? M. Um, So there's an Indian actress in this who's basically M. Because she kind of goes and tells him and directs him what to do. Uh, I thought she was very good. And he didn't understand the very end in the car. But, like, it didn't really matter to the film. But it's kind of like, what did, you know... Yeah, I know. I kind of didn't really get that. I was just like, was that going to go into the... You know, I was like... There was a scene when the protagonist saw her for the first time at the school and I'm like, is this actually going back to that? Is this the, is the very end of that a refresh of this scene or something? Like, you know. Ah,
1: and then they just resolve the problem. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Don't know about that. Yeah. Um, Will you go
0: see it again, do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. But mm-hmm. I'm just trying to work out, like, where. Yeah, know, it's a chunk
0: of time. time. Like, it's two and a half hours, throwing yeah. trailers, getting there. You're talking about yeah a half a day, but. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: a pri- but a privilege yeah because you have to walk obviously yeah. um, but a privilege to get to do it Um, there's a couple of other things that we we'll just chuck in then that you might find I was going through I, st- I watched very little through the month of August one of the films I watched I had to find online because it's a Hulu um, film's called Palm Springs I don't know when it's going to come out over here I played it at uh, Sundance so it's basically Groundhog Day with Andy Samberg and um, uh, Christina Kristen Milotti from How I Met Your Mother um, it's it's really, really good. Um, I'm really annoyed that it's not available anywhere. So it might show up in the cinema in the is next. Is it a while. goofy comedy? A uh, goofy comedy. They keep going to weddings and they're stuck on the one day of the wedding. Um, yeah, no, it's good. You'd actually really like Oh, it. cool. Yeah, Palm Springs is what it's called. Um, other than that, did uh, anything from Netflix? Yeah, there was kind of two... bargain basement crap that it shows.
0: I know there was two good ones. Uh, a very good one, which might end up being a contender for Spool film of the year and uh, the peanut butter falcon um it's directed by tyler Nielsen and michael schwartz so um just kind of a small short coming of age slash huckleberry finn adventure style film um stars zach who's played by zach uh Gutzagen, um who's a person with down syndrome and because his family I don't know if you fully kind of know why, but you feel that he doesn't have any family. And basically because he, he just doesn't have family. Yet. Yeah, He's
1: ended up in an adult facility. It kind of alludes to that elderly. he might have
0: been abandoned, yeah. And because yeah. the state doesn't have any proper care for him, he ends up in an old folks home. So there's kind of a nice small cameo by Bert Stern, who's one of his families. And he's a massive wrestling fan. And he wants to kind of, he's got this old, like, late 90s or early 90s film of the saltwater redneck. And it's kind of, he escapes and goes on this adventure to find him and he comes across. At the same time, Shia LaBeouf, who plays Tyler, is kind of running away from his job. There's kind of some... Best
1: thing we've seen Shia do in a long time.
0: Yeah, there's some flashbacks to his brother who's played by John uh, Bernthal. And, you know, he's kind of, there's a lot of aggravation there. And he kind of is on the run as well from John Hawks and the two of them kind of meet each other and decide, all right, okay. Like Shia LaBeouf's like, yeah, cool. I'll help you find this guy. And hot in their heels is Dakota Johnson, who plays Eleanor. She's the carer who's responsible for uh, looking after him. Really, really sweet, kind of funny indie film. Shia LaBeouf's fantastic in it. Um, this actor, Zach Gatton Segan, is, is great. And lots of small, nice, wee supporting cameos as well.
1: Definitely. I um, I was very pleasantly surprised by it because, um yeah, you just, I don't know. I genuinely hold a question mark when you see something just show up as a Netflix exclusive you wonder that Mm. can go either way can't it Um,
0: yeah I think it got a very small indie release because I saw the two of them uh, Tyler and Zach, or sorry, Shia LaBeouf and Zach present an award or something. So I think it might have got like done the Indie Circuit or Sundance or something. But um, yeah, well worth checking out. Oh, okay. Peanut Butter Falcon, which is on Netflix. Then another super quick one on Netflix. Um, Jake the Snake
1: Roberts, by the way, is in it. He's the evil wrestler they encounter. Do you remember Jake? Oh the snake? no. Yeah. Uh, all right. I don't <laughs> know if he we've a alluded with to, a
0: snake. to. I don't know if we've alluded to the fact that Knight is a massive wrestling fan, or yeah. was it once upon a time? Okay, that was the big guy. They're huge uh, the guy, bad
1: big guy, and then the referee was Mick Foley, who used to be Cactus Jack. Oh, brilliant! Mankind. Um, yeah,
0: that's kind of cool. And uh, the, but
1: Thomas Hayden Church, who people would know from um
0: Sideways,
1: I was like, what, that wine film, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Sideways so, so, so plays Saltwater. Uh,
0: uh, redneck, so. redneck, yeah,
1: anyway. End of so it gets the, the wrestling fan thumbs up and it just gets the kind of i don't know it was a, just a very good inclusive story how you yeah. deal with down syndrome is very just normalized yeah and, and yeah. human
0: so. and it's kind of kind of is one for all the family like there's is it a at, five how
1: many stars are you i on?
0: think it's a five yeah it's
1: definitely yeah definitely very high up for me i couldn't fault it so yeah maybe four four and a half yeah
0: then another quick one totally on the other spectrum in that it's bad is desperados what kind of alerted me to this is it stars. Um, Nassim uh, Pedrad. Pedrad and uh, Lamorne Morris. Who Saturday play... Night
1: Live alumni Nassim Pedrad. Oh, okay. So my my other specialised ah, okay.
0: subject. Yeah. Uh, oh, where I recognise her from is she plays Ali on Good Girl and is the love interest of Lamorne Morris, who plays Winston on Good Girl. So it's like, oh, the two of them have done a film together. And it kind of goes back to this, you kind of flagged it for me the first time on Netflix where American Psycho for you was... Picture of uh, Eric Bana or Jason Bateman. What's the actor's name? Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um not Eric
1: Bana. No, no. <laughs>
0: no, Christian Bale. And then when uh, Carol saw it on her Netflix, it's uh, it was a picture of Reese. Reese. So on this for me, it's a picture of the two of them kind of having hijinks. But when Lisa saw it on her Netflix, it's the three female protagonists, and looks like a totally different film. But actually, the picture on Lisa's Netflix is way more true representation of what the film is, because your man, Lamorne Morris, is really only in it for like... Now, he's he's a crucial part to the story, but he's in it way less than you would think. You almost think it was going to be like a buddy film between the two of them. But anyway, super quickly, um, Nassim uh, starts going out with a guy. She's really unlucky in love, starts going out with this guy, pretends, just kind of goes along with everything, isn't honest to herself. They hook up get on really well even though she's feeding him a load of lies not being honest he doesn't reply for like a week and she gets really mad sends him this horrendous you know who do you think you are email blah 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 he rings after she's hit send to be like i've just come out of coma i was in a really bad car accident and then she freaks out being like i have to get the email back before he sees it or it's going to end the relationship so who her and her two girlfriends go to mexico to try and get the email back
1: um, I'm sorry get the email back on a phone is it
0: yeah hack into his thing and delete it and everything yeah. Why do
1: they need to go to Mexico to get the f- actual that's where he was phone. hit
0: and is in the coma so he's still in hospital in Mexico so they need to go to his hotel where all his stuff is hack oh. it and then it just so turns out that Lamore Morris is there as cool. well so that kind of all develops there's some quite funny bits in it like I wanted to watch a really dumb film one night and it was a toss up between Des- Desperados and Fool's Gold and we decided we'd go with the one that had the worst, uh, rating, which was Fool's Gold. It had something like eleven percent on the internet, and it is terrible. It's really boring. But like Desperados has a fifteen percent rating, and I was like, it is not a fifteen percent film. It's like two and a half, you know. So it's it's not the worst thing ever. Um. So yeah, that's to remind
1: myself, uh, Fool's Gold, Matthew McConaughey. And yeah, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson. Oh
0: yeah. And there's a nice nod in Fool's Gold to Hardly Lose a Guy in Ten Days.
1: Okay um another one to maybe avoid if it pops up in your netflix recommended is all together now so the girl who played moana uh is in it it's set in portland she's a high school uh person who does a lot of good for people but um she uh you know turns out she's kind of homeless her family has sort of collapsed and blah blah blah, and she doesn't oh is that the
0: girl from uh, school rock is that moana no
1: i'm not too sure okay sorry um, so... Oh, yeah, Moana I, is the
0: character name. Yeah. Sorry, not a TV show. I thought there was a TV show called Moana. Sorry. uh Mo-ish I'm thinking of.
1: Okay, yeah. No, Moana is the Disney. Oh, so, sorry, no, that's we, it. We love, we love Moana.
0: So I, um,
1: I'm doing an unusual thing here. I only watched the... Se- I walked into a room when this was on, so I don't actually have an opinion, so I'm not giving a rating to it. But um, I watched the second half of it, and yeah, it's just very droll, very kind of grim. The team who brought you... Um, uh what was the film I?
0: oh a fault in her fault in, in Herst- Stars. so
1: i think some of the produ- the production company did that that kind of mood it's all very sad and earnest and
0: that like seems that. to so become it. a bit of a big genre like depressing teen, teen. teen. Yeah, someone yeah, sick yeah. or dying or something
1: anyway so it's a very netflix it's not really made for for us the privileged white guys in their <laughs> mid-30s and <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a very inclusive uh cast and uh, you know blah 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 so anyway yeah i'm not saying avoid it probably better than watching desperados but in terms of these things that are just shoved down your your throat there's probably more that you could um you could look at on Mm. on netflix
0: uh speaking of a film that is made for us did you get to see the batman film trailer yes it's pretty impressive i feel like they're going down a weird crow vibe like at one point robert patterson takes off his mask and he's got mascara all around his eyes which is cool and fair enough but I'm like oh can I do like a weird The Crow film which yeah. came out in 1994 Brandon Lee got killed famously on set
1: mm. I, I guess I'm just interested because like Ben Affleck is still Batman in other in other films there's a new film where he's going to be Batman in it he's just going to be a
0: cameo in it is it yeah I, I don't Flash know where or something, so I think.
1: yes and then like they're re-editing Justice League Zack Snyder's cut so It's just weird that they're going to do this in about a year. We'll put all the big DC world aside again and then go back to the kind of Joker, uh, more independent, like very good space. So yeah, I think this, I'd have really, really high hopes for it. Um, It's out in 13 months. It's out on October 1st, 2021. But Matt Reeves is one of these people where you're like, I know, he just makes good films. Like, Increasingly, I think of the Planet of the Apes trilogy just as like, that was a very, very good set of films. Very solid, yeah. Yeah, and then he did, obviously, Cloverfield. Cloverfield and
0: Let Me In, the remake of Let yeah. the Right Owner.
1: Um, so that's it. And then we can't really let uh, the podcast go without talking about Chadwick Boseman, who sadly passed away of cancer um, over the weekend. Incredibly, like... Incredibly shocking and sad. Yeah, really and sad. And
0: kind of a testament to his character, I suppose, that he just kind of had it and kind of kept on trucking, He with
1: cancer, like literally yeah. in between films. And the, one of the things we, we were kind of thinking, we had watched one of these Graham Norton chat show compilation things and they showed footage. He interviewed um, Chadwick Boseman for... I don't know for whatever film was there but he was saying oh and you know increasingly you're looking more and more sick and tired of the Wakanda forever thing so Graham Norton does a montage where at the beginning he's really into it then the next one he's a bit less into it then by the end he's just kind of doing the other thing and being grim and then in my head I'm like well he was moving on with yeah, life slowly getting going on through. progression yeah yeah so um incredibly sad but I think it has uh like we talked about uh, the five bloods the um sorry, yeah so Spike. apparently, yeah, I I'd
0: read that kind of. That's why he's not in it as much because kind of Spike Lee had to work around what limited time he had. Apparently, he was going to be a much bigger kind of character in the film, but ah, and so yeah, he adapted the film yeah. with
1: that, and it's still yeah, it still that, holds w- up. that wasn't apparent that that was the reason. No, it. So, no. Um, and then get on up, where he. I still James haven't around. seen that, but everybody oh, very, raves about it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's it will now add. Uh, It'll, it, its reputation will, will increase now, obviously, with his passing. Um, mm. And then, obviously, the Marvel Universe, his portrayal of Black Panther, that uh, kind was, of broke through lots of things for lots yeah. of people and lots of audience. So I think, you know, he was never better the, as Black Panther than in the film Black Panther, like, you know, got yeah. forgotten in some of the latter films. Had there
0: but, been, talk, to- like, was there... Was he supposed to be in the next, you know, like five Marvel films or something? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't right. know. Yeah. I haven't got to dig
1: in uh, too mm-hmm. much. Um, but anyway, so there we are. And then Mulan is uh, coming to Disney Plus this weekend i think i was trying to, it doesn't look like it's coming to the cinema so yeah no it's it's totally to... gotten
0: pushed to the platform and it's like i have a disney subscription kind of but will I, I will not be, paying be i will not be renewing 20, it Euro? no it, i don't know what it is yeah in ireland like in the u.s they were saying it was like 30 bucks and i was like no i get the logic in that like i think it's oh, 19 well, maybe, pounds maybe so you're going to bring your entire family to it but i was just like no yeah
1: um, it'll be uh, look. it'll be an interesting case study to see how I
0: probably would have gone and seen it in the cinema though
1: yeah the one thing I did note is that I don't think families are going to go to the cinema much uh, in the current space we were looking at it at the weekend we were like oh there's no one under 25 here um, maybe that was just because the cine world was just opening yeah I wonder what,
0: what's the number. age limit on? it's probably 15 is it Inception or oh. Inception <clears throat> 10 maybe isn't even could be 12 so can't remember yeah that's an interesting point actually There's no kids and there's
1: not they're not going to put out kids films kids they've clearly films, done no. whatever market research that actually possibly kids have been lost uh, for the time being um, yeah. to cinema going so try and make whatever money you can from them um, but that's about it I don't know what else not much Kind of. we've got an X-Men film that no one wants to talk about um, the new mutants that has been made for about four years and yeah. it's previewed and it's getting one and two star reviews Maisie Williams uh, is in it? I think she's just kind of like, yeah, it's just Grant, whatever. Um, yeah, and
0: they all have quite naff power, powers kind of, or something it's kind like that. Yeah.
1: Horror film? I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably potentially see it because I've seen every other X Men universe film in the cinema, so yeah, uh, that's it. But we might wrap up. Uh, do you want to close this out
0: with your yeah, selection of? Uh... Yeah, just because you know the month that's in it, Tenant and Christopher Nolan. We couldn't, um, but finish on a clip from Inception. So we we'll leave you with this. Thanks. Pinkerton, you explain the logic and I'll provide the background.
1: All right. Look, it is possible to enter into someone else's dreams. Send dream trackers to go into a person's subconscious, like a spy seeing their dreams as they see them, perhaps even planting ideas. If one person is regressing deeply enough, the dream can actually envelop those dreaming around the first person I talked about who's dreaming. And then, everyone in the dream would be in danger of never coming back.
0: I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one.
1: Do you want from the shop?
0: Corn out. It
1: doesn't say